podcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministry and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be rich in as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest to our special guests. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. This is Elder Jewa, Dr. Jewa, on this beautiful Resurrection Sunday. Blessings to you on this Resurrection Sunday. What an awesome, awesome day. I'm just going to start and let you know what the topic today is. The topic is He Made a Way. Jesus Christ in his death, in his burial, his resurrection, he made a way for each of us who believe in him, who trust in him to have everlasting life. So I want to first lay the foundation, the groundwork for the way that he made, then look at some applications for our everyday life. So first, let us pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for going to the cross on our behalf, Lord. Even long before we were born, you thought about us, and you knew, you knew, all-powerful, all-knowing God, ever-present God, you knew that we would be here today for such a time as this on this resurrection sunday looking back and remembering and recalling the sacrifice that jesus made for us and the fact that he got up he rose up he did not stay dead he rose up and we thank you for it lord we thank you we thank you for your love and your mercy that you have shed all abroad lord and we pray lord as we go through this broadcast that you open our hearts to receive what you have for us lord the way to show us the way that you have made for each and every one of us lord hallelujah in the name of jesus and lord we thank you we thank you we thank you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hey, listen, the number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. You know, sometimes we want to talk about how he made a way in our lives, amen. He definitely has made a way in mine, and I know he's made it in many other lives. And he continues to do it, and I think this is time for us to, to you know, to talk about him, talk about the things that he has done in in each and every one of our lives, 313-871-9656. Or of course, you can you can definitely uh, send me a message through Facebook, just send something and, and you know, we will follow up, we will read it, we will um, interface with you and interact with you. So God bless you, God bless you all, amen. So listen, listen, my brothers and sisters, what I recognize is that this is not the same Resurrection Sunday as we have become used to. See, we have become comfortable with a Resurrection Sunday that includes so much more than focusing on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, Sister Dorothea. Oh, praise the Lord. So, you know, have you noticed that there is just little discussion on the worldly symbols of Easter that we've had over the years that we've been brought up with? Today, one of my colleagues sent me a gift, uh, text me a gift of an Easter bunny wearing a mask. Uh, chocolate even is not as rampant as it was before. And recently, I saw an Easter basket with toilet paper and hand sanitizers as the main gifts. You know, it may have been a spoof. The whole thing that's happening now may be a spoof. But the stark reality is that somehow the normal trappings of the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ have practically disappeared. 
They're in the background. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. So listen, before I, I go further, um, my brother, Charles Hull, he penned a poem and he sent it to me this morning and I'd like to read it to you. And actually, I did not ask his permission, but that's my brother. My brother, I thank you so much for allowing me to read your poem. And it says, um, as we enter this Easter season, we wait, it seems strangely. We anxiously listen to the news as the toll climbs higher and higher. We worry, we scurry, masks on, we clean. But faith keeps us strong, TV on. We see the mass, we hear the preaching, and we believe the Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You see, even in this poem, and I know even in what we are experiencing, there is a bit of a juxtaposition between the anxiety of this pandemic we are living through and the joyfulness of the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But yet, we cannot forget to celebrate all the same. There are no packed churches with high masses, early morning sunrise services. Choirs have taken a break from the hallelujah chorus and liturgical dancers. They are now resting as we all withdraw from the normal festivities. All of these events give us that tingly feeling around this time, that warm and fuzzy feeling that we are ready to celebrate the risen Christ. But now, now we realize that his resurrection seems to be the icing on the cake. That's what it seemed to be as opposed to the cake itself. But here's our new normal. May I suggest that now we are forced to strip away all those trappings of the celebration of his resurrection. God bless you, my brother Aaron. We're forced to strip it all away. And we begin, may I suggest that we will now begin to see the real reason for this celebration. God so loved the world. John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoso believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Huh, the reason, the reason, hallelujah, yes. But how can we begin to grasp the real reason? How do we begin to apply what we now know to our new life? You see, we have to begin by looking back not at the trappings of this period, but at the core of the resurrection, the purpose for the resurrection, how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made a way for each and every one of us to have everlasting life, life eternal, amen? So that's why we are talking about today that he made a way. So let's focus on how he made a way for us at the resurrection, and then we can look at what lessons we can learn from him as we continue to remember our way maker during the midst of this crisis. I want to read Paul's thoughts in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 15 about the resurrection of Christ. And Paul said, now, brothers and sisters, and this is from the New International Version, he says, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you firmly hold to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. For what I received... I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared, watch the witness now, to Cephas, that's Peter, 
and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living at that time, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born, my Lord. So first, I really want us to be clear, even though we are looking at the way he made for each of us, we must keep in mind that Jesus himself is the way. In John 13, Jesus was giving his last words of advice to his disciples after the Passover supper. He warned them that he would be with them for just a short time longer, but they couldn't come with him. He gave them a new commandment to love one another. So Simon Peter, of course, had to let Jesus know that he would go wherever he, he was going. Simon Peter says, I'm going with you. And he would lay down his life for him. Jesus then prophesied to Peter that he would deny him. Yeah, he even knew that he would deny him before the morning came. Then Jesus told them, he said, let not your heart be troubled. This is in John 14. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, where I go, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. We don't know where you're going, Lord, and how can we know the way? Remember, we're talking about he made a way. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So I want us to now take a look at how he made a way. I'm going to look at a scripture where we see through the resurrection how, how Jesus made a way. And I'm going to read from Mark chapter 16, and I'll read the first eight verses. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus's body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? What a question. Oh, when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. Then you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to, to anyone because they were afraid. So let's break this down. So early Sunday morning, the women go to the tomb with their spices, not knowing how they would be able to roll away the stone. The women were doing what was normally expected of them as it related to readying the body for burial. They brought the spices. They knew what tomb Joseph of Arimathea had the body of Jesus laid in. They saw it. They were asking themselves, how would they be able to open the tomb to get to the body of Jesus? You see, somebody had to roll the stone away from the tomb in order to get to Jesus. There was an obstacle in the way. 
It was the stone blocking the entrance to Jesus. But he made a way. Oh, praise the Lord. When the woman arrived, the stone had already been rolled away. Even in his death, he continued to make the way for us to get around obstacles in our path. Get it? Yes, he is still doing it even now. He is making a way. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. Sometimes we get all discombobulated, my God, by the negative reports, the obstacles, the hindrances, by the negative reports that we continue to hear. Yet Jesus told Thomas then, and he's telling us today, you know the way. I know the way. I am the way. Come to me the way. Come through me the way. I will lead you and guide you to all truth and you will have everlasting life. You will have hope in a hopeless situation. You will have peace in the midst of the storm. And if you're still not sure of the way, Oh, my Lord, call on me, call on me and I will answer you and I will show you things that you didn't even know. Jeremiah 33 and 3, hallelujah. I will lead you to the quiet waters. I will give you rest there. And that reminds me of Psalm 23 and 3 where the word says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path, the way of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you, Sister Pam. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. And a happy Resurrection Sunday to you all. Praise the Lord. So Jesus says, he says, I will restore your soul. I restore your soul. Because you notice he said he restore it. That's an ongoing thing. So is I restore your soul and I will continue to restore your soul. Because you see, I am the way. I make the way. I made the way because I am the way. Get it? Because I am the way, I lead you in the way of righteousness that I have created. Because I made it. So remember that I am the righteous judge. And I want us to look at some scriptures to, that we can remember that will return our focus on Jesus, who is our way maker. When we see that there is no way, when we think that there is no way, when we, you know, we find ourselves um, in, in, in these streets, you know, we, we just don't know what to do or how to do it. And, and you know, we, we feel as though we are so trapped. But hey, not even a virus is going to trap us if Jesus is on the scene. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. He's the one who is making the way. When we think that there is nothing, then when you think we can't do whatever we need to do. Oh, my God, with the layoffs, with all these things that are happening, but he is making the way. So I want to read a couple of Psalms and, and most of them, you know, it's a couple of verses, but most of them are from Psalms of David, who David himself is so confident of the Lord. He has such confidence in the Lord that, you know, you, you just feel, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it, Lord. I got it. So listen, Psalm 25 and 4, David asked the Lord to show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Hallelujah. Show me your ways, Lord. I need to know. I need to see your ways. Why do I need to see your ways, Lord? I need to see them because I need to know them. I need to know what they're all about. Lord Jesus, I do. 
He wants to, he has this love. He has this need to get closer and closer. Think about it. And that was even before the resurrection. And we are talking about these Psalms of David. My Lord, what a love he had. And he asked him to teach me your paths. Teach me how to go. Teach me how to walk. Teach me how to talk. Teach me what to hear. Teach me what to filter out, Lord. Show me your ways, Lord, your ways. Guide me in your truth, Lord, and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, my Savior. You know that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Amen? Oh, praise the Lord. So the same applies to you and to me. When hope is gone, when, when you know, you, you begin to listen to the news and they get into your spirit, David says, and my hope is in you all day long. Not sometimes, my hope is in you, Lord, all day long. For you are my God, my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. In Psalm 17, verses 4 to 5, David prays to the Lord. He says, though people try to bribe me, look, they tried, they tried to take me off track, man. I've kept myself from the ways of the violent. Through what your lips have commanded, my steps have held to your paths, to your ways, and my feet have not stumbled. You know, in that, the last verse um, in Psalm 17 and 5, this is, um, believe it's a new international version that says that my steps have held to your paths and my feet have not stumbled. And yet in the King James Version, we read, hold up my goings in your past, Lord, that my footsteps slip not. Hold me up, Lord. Hold me up, Lord. You, I know you see when I'm, I'm about to slip, but I'm asking you and I'm praying to you even now. Hold me up, Lord. Hallelujah. Because I know you can make a way and I know you've made a way. Maybe I'm not seeing what you're doing, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to touch on Psalm 17, the same Psalm 17, and in verse 4, um, David says, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent. And as a side note, what I recognize is each one of us has our own ways. Whether they tend towards the ways of evil or towards the ways of good, we all have a standard that we must attain. The ways of the Lord. Amen. He's the one who's going to make the way that we can walk that path of righteousness. But you know, it takes humility for us to accept his ways. Hallelujah. It takes humility, not just for us to accept his ways, but to accept that his ways are higher than our ways, right? From Isaiah 55 and 8. Yeah. But when we finally realize this truth, my Lord, and sometimes we have to realize it through battling with the Lord to keep our own sinful ways. We are, we are in a tug of war with the Lord. We, we want to keep all, all the stuff that we've been doing because it feels so good. You know, if it feels good, you do it. And the Lord is showing us his way. And he's making a way through the mess so that we can come to him. But when we finally give up and realize that there is a master way maker, oh, what an awesome feeling it is. That's when we can confidently say, you made a way. When our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over, you made a way. And you can confidently say that I'm standing here only because, Lord, you made a way. Oh, hallelujah. So when David says, my steps have held to your paths, he can confidently say that my feet have not stumbled. He made a way. And I pray that 
we this this will introduce this song for us and i know most of us know it but you know this this is a this is a song um he made a way you made the way that just it, it just resonates with us even now in the name of jesus hallelujah yes and i'm asking that we we play this song right now and then we can move back into into the broadcast and i just want to let you know that i am not at the studio i am at home so Yes, so we are. We are moving between here and the studio so that we can hear the hear the broadcast. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. And I apologize if the sound was not as um, as clear as it would be. Uh, I'm sure it is on the radio, but uh, not on Facebook. But we will continue. And what we were looking for actually was "You Made a Way" by uh, "Made a Way" by Todd Galbraith. If we can find that one, that we can play a little bit later, please. Thank you. God bless you. I want to go back. I want us to 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 always remember that no matter where we are and what we are doing, that God is still in the midst. No matter what is happening around us. You see, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, um, and, and we're gonna get back to the discussion, but I'm looking at this Resurrection Sunday and I'm looking at the fact that somehow it's a little bit more uh, sober, it's a little bit more somber than it was before. Somehow there is something about uh, about this day that that you know allows us to to begin to look at ourselves. We look at ourselves and we recognize, you know, um, maybe I've gone a little bit off track in terms of the celebration, in terms of moving from um, remembering the sacrifice that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made for us, remembering that and actually taking it into my spirit so that I can truly um, believe it. And, and when, when it comes out, it comes out as a direct discussion about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not about the songs, not about the dances, not about the things that were around it that helped to lift us up. Oh, praise the Lord. I pray that when we come back, that when we, we come back to an assembly, as this is what we would call it, when we get back to that assembly, that as, as the Lord ordains, I pray that we would not go back to the way that it used to be. I pray that even now, as we, as we go back, 
that we will go back was uh, we will go back to something that's different. We will go back to the fact that um, the Lord is in the midst, that we will strip away all of the other things that we, when we come in, we will come in ready. We will come in, not waiting for the church to quote unquote, to pump us up, not waiting for the church to, to put us in the mood that we will be coming in, having been in our houses, having been spending time with the Lord, that when we come back in, that we will come in as a, a body that is ready to continue to celebrate, hallelujah, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656, 313-871-9656. And we are going to go into, we're going to continue to talk about um, how David, you know, how David looked at the Lord making the way. He says in Psalm 27, verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path, in a plain way, because of my enemies. Mm. But he says, teach me, Lord. Don't talk with your sister or your brother or your mother or your father, your cousin, or even your bestie before you have a talk with Jesus. I think that is the piece that you and I are going to have to remember. You see, visually, we see our families, we see our friends, we see our fellowship, and we want to, to have discussions with them, amen, about the things that are, that are going wrong around us, the things that, that, that we need help with. But I would suggest to you that we go to Jesus first. Take it to the Lord first, amen. I'm not saying you can't talk to them. Take it to the Lord first. He's the way maker. He will make the way for you and for me. Amen. Always remember that. I want to touch also on Psalm 77, which I, I like so much, um, verse 19, because it shows me that God's ways are higher than my ways. His, his plans for me are so different from what I think my plans are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know that. His thoughts are even higher than my thoughts. Now, listen to this. Um, in Psalm 77, we read, Thy way is in the sea, and thy path in the great waters. Did you hear that? Thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Oh, praise the Lord. Thy footsteps, even you, even, even your footsteps, Lord. I don't know where you are. I don't know, I just don't know, Lord. All I know is you, God, you, our God. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. His way. He has, you know, there's a song from Bishop T.D. Jakes, um, a previous album that says, um, God has a secret path in the sea. Thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters. I can't find his ways in the sea. Let me try to find a path in the sea. And it says that footsteps are not known. When I think of that imagery and I think of the fact that he made a way, when I think of the fact that he made a way through the Red Sea for his people against the Egyptians, when I think of that way, he had that path already uh, made. He had it already prepared for them. When they got there, it was only when they got to that path that it opened up. 
my Lord, and they were able to walk across the Red Sea on dry land. That's the God we serve. That's the God when he makes a way, that's what it is. That is how he makes a way, the way in the sea, the path in the great waters. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, amen, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm, path is in the sea. Think about it. I want you to try to find God's path in the sea. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> try to find God's path in the sea, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Here's another one. And, and I'm going through a few Psalms because I think that, you know, when we start to read the Psalms, we find ourselves um, looking back and looking back, especially the Psalms of David, I find that David has such a love for the Lord. And it's awesome to be able to, you know, to have him just, um, you know, just, just to hear him and to, to feel the depth of his love for the Lord, to feel the depth of what he, he wants from the Lord in terms of getting closer and closer to him. Amen, amen, making the way, amen. That's what he wants, yeah. Now in Psalm 25, no, let me read Psalm 16, another Psalm of David, verse 11, he says, you will show me the path of life. Ooh, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You will show me the path of life, the way of life, your way of righteousness in, in which I would have eternal life, Lord. Yes, you will show me. Yes. And listen, listen, listen. He made a way, but he says a way of life, of life everlasting. And remember that Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and what? And the life. Amen. Hallelujah. And watch it. Psalm 25 and 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. What did he just say? I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. So listen, it's not everybody who will see this path. It's not everyone who will see this way. He made a way for, and it says, such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. And those are his paths, amen? So I, I, I think about now um, the image of the Red Sea that we just spoke of, that the Red Sea was opened, amen? Yes, it was opened, but what happened at the end? When the non-believers, Pharaoh and his army, when they came after them, guess what? Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Yep. Yep, yep, that secret path became secret again. Praise the Lord. And in, in the last Psalm that I'm going to read here, uh, Psalm 119 and 35, the Psalmist says, make me to go in the path that's in the way of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Let me go, Lord. Let me go in, in that path, Lord. Yeah, because I, I can't tell what other path I should be going into. I need you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Make the way, Lord. Make the way, Lord. Make the way, Lord. Make the way, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Now, I want to touch just for a minute on... The fact that he even made the way to the tree of life. He made the way to the tree of life. Amen. Yeah. 
And I want to, as as we are going along, I I just want to let my my um, my producer know that it would be great to hear. It's it's not sound in blackness. It is the sounds of blackness. Hallelujah! By the sounds of blackness. Thank you so much. And uh, praise the Lord. And we want to play that towards the end of the broadcast so that we can hear a hallelujah chorus at some point in time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my sister Rose. So listen. So God made this way. All right. He made a way to the tree of life for us, for you and for me. And you know, as I, as I just read this, uh, make me to go in the path of your commandments. In our obedience, we had the way to the tree of life. But in our disobedience, after Adam and Eve disobeyed the Lord, in Genesis 3 and 24, he drove out the man. Well, it was the man and the woman. And he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Because you see, if we, in our sinful state, if we go back to Adam and Eve in their sinful state, if they had had access, and I'm talking about us today too, in our sinful state to the tree of life, of everlasting life, sin would be on this earth, oh hallelujah, forever. But God made the way, not just for us to have access to the tree of life, but he made the way for us to have access at the appointed time. And that's why he had to place these cherubim with the flaming sword that even in our sinful state, you know, sometimes we try to slither in, we try to get in, you know, just get in around, get around everything and, you know, we're in. And God is saying, no, that's not going to be the case. What God is saying is, listen, this is serious business. I have to give you everlasting life, but I cannot give you everlasting life in a sinful state. That's why he had to make a way. And he made a way for us to the tree of life. But we have to come in a particular way. We have to come believing in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to come believing in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection. We have to come having been forgiven of our sins as we asked for forgiveness, we've got to come right so that he would make that way to the tree of life. Amen? Because he showed us the way he made. Because when he created us, Adam and Eve, he said it was what? Very good. It was when he created Adam. Very good. He showed us the way. And something happened. I'm talking about him making a way now. Something happened. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 12, God looked upon the earth and he says, And behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Remember we said, Jesus said, I am the way. Amen. All flesh had corrupted his way on the earth. Now we were doing our own thing. This is why Jesus had to come. This is why Jesus came. You know, I think about Donnie McClurkin. So he came from heaven to, to show the way. And from the earth to the cross, our debt to pay. Yeah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. He had to show us the way so that now we can have everlasting life. That's the resurrection. It wasn't just the death. Because, you know, people say anyone can die, and that's true. But it's the resurrection that we have to be mindful of. He got up. Always remember, he got up. He got up. 
He got up for you and he got up for me. He made the way by getting up, by raising. Oh, my Lord, for you and for me that we will have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Corrupt earth, corrupted his way, but he made a way. My God. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, I think in the last in the last 15 minutes or so, I want to um to 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 wrap this up about making the fact that the Lord made the way. What I want to do is um I want to use what we have talked about in terms of making the way to look at what we need to do today. There are three images. I, I, I just don't want us to find ourselves distracted, distracted by, by the virus, distracted by fear, distracted by, you know, uh, dread, distracted by um, anger, distracted by conspiracy theories, distracted by all of these things. So, lest we find ourselves distracted. So let me leave, um, I want to leave this broadcast with um, three images that the Lord had uh, showed me. And I, I pray, I pray that I would be able to pass it on to you in such a way that uh, you would be able to, uh, to grasp it and understand that the Lord is making a way for us, even amid all of this that's going on, he is making a way for us. But there is something that he wants us to stay focused on, amen. So I want to leave with, with um, three images that I saw, I can call them strategies, but this, these images, now I'm, I'm trying to use these images to speak about these images. God bless you, my sister Marita, God bless you, God God bless you. Blessings on this Easter um, resurrection period. So what I want to leave with is that um, for us to remember that Jesus is the one who made the way for us. Jesus is the one who continues to make the way for us to get through this crisis and to get through any crisis that we find ourselves in. So each one of these images, it ensures that you remember, you re will remember his sacrifice on the cross. You will remember his death, his burial, his resurrection, even his ascension into heaven. Because I want us to remember that he is still seated at the right hand of the Father. He is still interceding for us through his precious Holy Spirit. His resurrection took place thousands of years ago before we were even born, as I mentioned before. And yet, and yet, even now it stands firm. Oh yes, despite anything that we hear around us, his resurrection stands firm. You see, this is a this is a um a, a message that I got from the Lord. Just 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 a little message that said, the enemy is trying to weaken your hand, but he will not prevail. The enemy is trying to weaken your hand, but he will not prevail. That's what the Lord said. The enemy wants us to look at the stats. He wants us to be transfixed by the deaths, by the fear, but you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. So here's one image that he has given to me, and I would like to pass it along to you. He says, take a sandwich approach. Now, a sandwich has, um, a traditional sandwich has two slices of bread, amen, covering a filler on all sides and the filler may be it, it may be um uh, a ham it may be chicken it may be you know you might have some lettuce and tomato on top of it it may be just mayonnaise it may be um i don't know some sugar and and something else over it you know but whatever it is it is concealed between these two slices of bread amen so here the news, consider the news that you are watching and listening to as a filler. And, that, and consider it as, the, the, consider even the bad news you're hearing as a filler. 
in between the bread. But the bread on both sides, Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of heaven. And what is he saying? John 6 and 35 records that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So what is he saying? Before you actually begin to hunger for the news, first hunger for the bread of life. Let him, let Jesus fill you with hope. Let him fill you with peace before you watch the news, before you hear the statistics. And then after you've been filled up on the news with the fear and the sorrow and the death, turn to him again so that he will fill you with the faith that he is still sovereign that he is still on the throne. As a matter of fact, take him with you, even in the midst of the filler, even in the midst of listening to the news. Uh, keep on speaking with the Lord. Let him comfort you, even through the bad news, even through the, the, the stats that get worse and worse and worse. What are we saying? We are saying that we have a God who can take care of anything that's happening around us. Take that sandwich approach. Here's the bread of life, bread of life, bread of heaven, whatever news is in the middle. To get to the news, they've got to get to Jesus first before they can get to the middle. And after you're through, you still have the other side of the bread that's holding it all together. Oh, praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. I hope I can. I, I hope it was clear, you know, in terms of the image that we are that we are trying to get to you, because he's making a way, and he made he already made a way on the cross. He already made a way when he when he rose up, when he rose from the dead. But he's still making a way for you and me now as we are going through. The second image that I got was the image of a bookend. Think about it. On the bookshelf, there are books. The books are not really able to stand by themselves, unless you have some big, thick books, right? But we need, I know from, from, from my um, bookcase, I do need bookends in order to keep them in their place. We take one book off the shelf to read it, and we need now to adjust this bookend back in place in order to prevent the other books from falling as they try to fill the space that is left by the book that was removed. But by the same token, I'm talking about us now, okay? As we begin to open up our spirits to one news event, that we read, that we hear, and we see. Let's hold on to that book end that would put our perspective back in place around the current events. As we push it back in place to fill the void left by the book that was removed. That book that was removed, we open it and we are listening to it and we are reading it. And you know, we are so we are so entranced by this book, by the, the news that we are hearing, by everything that's going on around us. Yeah, that's how we are. However, there's some other books that are trying to get in to fill that void from the one that we pulled out so that by the time we are ready, we might find ourselves wanting to get down, go down that rabbit trail and pick up book after book after book after book. But if we close the gap that has been created in this way, no other book, no other news can try to slip in to fill its place. We let Jesus help us to stand as we depend on him to steady us when the things begin 
to fall apart because they will fall apart. We're going to take one book and we're going to start getting that in our spirit. And then, you know, we, we're going to find ourselves picking up another because that book is just there. It's just waiting. It's saying, come get me, come get me. And now we are going down a rabbit trail. And unfortunately, our spirits are filled with junk. But if we close it, that means we see, we look to Jesus as that book end that will close the gap. We look to him, talk to him in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And one more image I got, and it's gotta be quick. Um, the Lord gave me to take a squeeze approach. Just know and believe that you are in God's hands. Know and believe that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Know and believe that he died on the cross for you. He rose again for you even before you were born. Know how faithful he is. So in his hands, anything that comes into your spirit, and I'm thinking particularly of the bad news we keep taking into our spirits like a drug that we can't shake off, Know also, if I'm in his hands, yes, everything is in his hands, amen? That whatever it is that comes into my spirit, that's in his hands too. Let him squeeze the living daylights out of the negativity that you see and you hear and you experience. Give it to him to squeeze it out of your sight, out of your hearing, out of your spirit. Just say, help, Lord. Help me, Lord. This is getting into my spirit. Help me, Lord. And let it work. Let it work. Watch him do what needs to be done. So some of these strategies might seem a little different, but however, whatever is going to work for you, all I'm saying is allow the Lord to make the way out of this trying time in which we live. Let him do it. Remember, he's alive and nothing can take him by surprise. He's got this figured out. He's in control. He makes the way out of no way. Trust him on this Resurrection Sunday. And I do believe that we should have that song that will take us out of this broadcast. My sister, do we? Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And thank you, Sister Brenda, for your note. Thank you. Stop in the bad news. Yeah, filled with the good news of the and i think that should be of the good news of the gospel oh praise the lord oh hallelujah lord hallelujah praise the lord uh she's got it she's got it so oh my my uh, producer do we have a song do we have a song don't let me have to sing now no don't let me have to sing on this broadcast that will go down in history, praise the Lord. But anyway, I thank you all, and I thank you, my brother Aaron, um, Aaron Vincent. Thank you, Sister Pamela. I thank you, Sister Rose. I thank you, Sister Marita, Valerie Marita. Thank you, Sister Brenda Daniel, who came in as, as, as Anne-Marie Chua. And I thank you so much for Sister Dorothy and all those who are going to listen to the broadcast as we go along. We thank you for it. And um, I say praise the Lord. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for being God all by yourself, Lord. And thank you that you did not stay down. Thank you that you rose up. You rose up. You rose up. And we thank you for it, Lord. And I know that you're seeing us through. I know that you're making, making the way where there is no way, where it seems to us that there is no way. I know that you're making the way, Lord. I know that you are. And I praise you for it, Lord. I bless you. I glorify you, Lord. And I magnify your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my brother Aaron. God bless you, Marita. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. It's kind of difficult to, to know what's going on at the other end of the of the um the broadcast, but I'm going to keep on going until she says stop in the name of Jesus. But my brothers and sisters, I'm asking you to stay focused on the Lord. You know, um, it's it's very difficult for us to, um, as as humans, to not have that physical contact. But it's only a short while. So I would say God bless you. Hallelujah. And the word of Christ will be with you. Simply log on to our website, wordrestore.org, or through Facebook, and we'll reach you. Or call 